What's going on, guys? Welcome to this very special presentation of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am the Main Event player, the Super C Kid himself, Herman Torres, coming back at you. The God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Okay, so uh, I'm going to get right to the point right now because, as you can tell, this episode is happening on a Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday, instead of my usual Saturdays. Now, uh, let me go ahead and explain, and let me go ahead and also apologize at this time. I was scheduled to put together a three-part episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Now, the three-parter was going to talk about everything from Vengeance Day to the press conference that took place this past Thursday, my thoughts on WrestleMania, my thoughts on how everything's going to go, where is it going to go from here, we don't know. Um, I had some setbacks happen to me, and also I had a friend stop by, you know, and um, had ourselves a good time. I've not had a chance to fully finish any of the recordings that I've done. So what we're going to do right now is this. Now, the three, uh, episode, episode, uh, 301, or 302, I'm sorry, uh, episode 302 is going to be released, and we're going to, we're going to do it on Monday. I, I've decided we're going to do it on Monday. You know, just to catch up with everything. But I do have a special. I do have an exclusive. I do have something huge because I kept thinking about this um, the other day. And I thought, you know what? It would be interesting if we release an episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. But this episode is going to be one of the three episodes that I was going to do. But since I've made a decision to not go ahead and release the episode today. Well, like I said, I was going to release an episode. I was going to do a three-parter. Just to kind of explain that part. The first part was going to take place on Friday. Because I promised that. I promised a Friday episode. Did not come through with that. I was going to try and do another episode on Saturday. Which didn't happen. And then of course the the following episode would also happen on Saturday as well. Which would include what I'm I'm about to talk about. Now we're going to set aside the wrestling. We're going to set aside everything. We're going to set that up for Monday. Because there's a lot of stuff we're going to be covering. Now, as you guys know, if this episode is being released right now, this is probably being released during the Super Bowl. So I have a huge, huge, very huge main event talk exclusive. Now, this is going to be a bit of documentary footage from last Saturday's show that took place over at Brewster Street. And I'm talking about the Night of Reunions that took place that featured Shattered Sun, that featured the Periwinkle Massacre, Zombie King, Modern Day Renegades, and the whole nine yards. The exclusive is this, and just to kind of pitch this to you right now, I've got a couple of exclusive live songs from that event, and also at the very end of this episode, this is going to be the kicker, because you're going to find this very funny. There's going to be several exclusive live songs from the Periwinkle Massacre that will be played on this episode during my documentary. Now also, not only that, at the very end of the show, you're going to get, and I promise you this is the fucking truth, you're going to get the entire, I swear to God, this is the fucking truth, and I'm hoping Shattered Sun will listen to this as well. You're going to get the entire, I swear to God, well, from, from start to finish, except for the last song that they did, you're going to hear the entire live show 
from Shattered Sun from the beginning all the way to the end. Uh, there, I was going to record the last song, which uh, I didn't. I must apologize for that. But I had to end it at, at that point. So it's an exclusive. It's something huge that I never thought I would pull off. So this is going to be incredible to check out. Now, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and start the documentary off. But before we do, before we go ahead and do that, let's go ahead and bring in a little commercial to start things off. And then we'll go ahead and begin the documentary. What's going on, Furman Torch here from the Main Event Talk Podcast. It is Super Bowl Sunday, and that means everyone's going to get prepared for the matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what better way to check out that event than check it out over at my good friends over at Rich's Billiards. If you got nothing to do on a Sunday, and if you want to check out your favorite NFL players, <laughs> get a chance to check out the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And check it out over at Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The barman bars and the billiards among billiards. Go there and drink some of their finest beers, some of their finest food, and shoot some pool in the whole nine yards. Listen to some music and kick back, relax, and check out the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be happening today, as a matter of fact. So, guys, if you got nothing to do on a Sunday night and if you want to check out some great NFL action, head over to Rich's Billiards at 5815 Weber. It should be a fantastic game to check out. Not only the game, but also the commercials that come along with it as well. And when you hear this commercial, tell them that the main event sent you. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The barman bars and the billiards among billiards. Who are you going for in the Super Bowl? The San Francisco 49ers? or the Kansas City Chiefs. It's all going to go down today. Thank you very much. So I was um, in shock about the announcement. I think it happened right around, I think it was December 13th or 14th. I think that's when we heard the announcement. So finding out that there was going to be a show taking place over at Brewster Street on February 3rd. Was incredible to say the very least. Um, this would feature several bands. Um, and the two that made the cut, the two that pretty much got the most attention, it was Shattered Sun and. The Periwinkle Massacre. The event will be entitled Night of Reunion, a Joe Morales memorial show, which would feature those bands, Shattered Sun and The Periwinkle Massacre. It also featured, and my apologies for not pronouncing the, the band's name correctly, I think it's uh, Darkness Duel. I, I, if, you know, my, my apologies for not pronouncing the name correctly. Uh, R-L-N-T, you know, I think that's, that, that's uh, the initials. I don't know, like, the actual band's name. Zombie King, uh, Tilled, and Modern Day Renegades. The event would happen at Brewster Street Ice House, uh, Saturday, February 13th, 2024. Now, it's been a while since the main event had been over to Brewster Street. Now, when I found out about this announcement... 
you can imagine how upset I was. You can imagine how pissed off I Because not of the fact that this reunion show is going to happen on a Saturday. I have no doubt that I'll be there. It's going to be good to hear Shattered Sun play on stage for the first time in a very, very, very long time. But the one band that is pissing me off would be the Periwinkle Massacre. Now, <clears throat> there are some people that are probably wondering why. Let's see. I must have asked Hector, my best friend, by the way, who I've asked him tons of questions of the same thing. I've asked him if the Periwinkle Massacre would ever get back together. I asked him if, it, if it's ever going to happen or if there's going to be a reunion show of any kind. The only thing I remember was nothing. And, and and I think I remember the words coming out of Hector's mouth were, we're not doing another show. And and my I, I always I always felt the old expression I've always heard is never say never. Never. And I believe me, this this does entitle him to, you know, an apology or, or this titles me to an apology. So I'm hearing about this. And you have no idea how badly I want to take my hat and smack him over the head a few times. Just for finding out this announcement. And not that it's not that it's not a bad thing. It's not it's not like it's not a bad thing to know that the show is gonna take place. It's not that bad at all. It's the fact that knowing about it is knowing about it before it got out was crazy. I mean it took place around December. I had a lot, a lot of time to think about it because was I the big question that was looming throughout this entire thing is, am I going? Am I not going? Is it, is it going to happen? Yada, yada, yada. And all I kept doing was putting out this emoji with me thinking about it. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. That's all it is. But the importance of the show was all about, I believe Joe Morales was his, uh, his uncle from... I don't think... I was going to say his father, but I I think it was his uncle. um, Martin Leal's um, uncle there. So this was a show dedicated in his memory. Like that. So, um... This would would truly be... (coughs) This would truly be an epic show. It would be something that everybody wants to be a part of. And I mean Everybody. Everybody from uh, myself, and I know Tony Gomez would definitely want to be a part of the show. Uh, several other people that you know want to be a part of the show that are are fans of Shattered Sun and of you know the Periwinkle Massacre, and also fans of the other bands in there, Zombie King and uh, you know Modern Day Renegades and so forth. You know, all these bands are part of history in so many ways and you got you got these bands that have um, that we have not seen them play in years um, Shattered Sun <clears throat> especially them and just kind of give you the brief history of everything um, I've been around I'll start with the Periwinkle first I've been around Hector and I've been around his band for a long time I was around Hector since the days of Abrasion I was around for, I believe it was the second coming of Free State. 
the first one had, I think it was Renee, Saul, Hector, I believe Matt Wood was in the band, and I believe Gabriel, Gabriel Gonzalez, I believe that was the original lineup first, before it became a trio, right? And then, of course, there was another one, which had John Luna and a few, and, and a few others involved. Uh, I remember Day Never Came. I remember Screwface. I remember several projects that Hector worked on. And then, of course, um, we know about Night Party, Tribute to Deftones. We know about If Serpents of Saviors. Those were uh, definitely good bands to follow. But I think the Periwinkle Massacre <coughs> has always been the one band that is, and with all due respect to all the bands that Hector has been a part of, the Periwinkle Massacre, I've always felt, was bigger than all of those bands combined. You know? And I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Hector is, is considered to me, and to many, the greatest musician to ever come out of Corpus Christi. I know some people will probably have a fit about that, but that's just me talking. He is someone that has had a passion for music for a very, very long time has been doing this for a very, very long time. I I don't often think Hector cares if he is a famous rock musician. I think he does, but I, I think deep down, I don't think he really cares as long as he's putting the music out there and as long as he's giving other uh, people opportunities to get get the music out there. The, the Wings have been around, I believe, since 2000. I be- <coughs> I'm going to say 2005, 2006. Uh, I have, I was there when Tim was a singer. I remember Tommy being the drummer. I think Frank was a part of the Periwinkle Massacre as well. He was there from the, from the time being. Then you had uh, Mondo that became the ingredient that made the Periwinkle Massacre. I always, I always feel like Mondo's the one that really stirred the pot in, in the Periwinkle Massacre. All due respect to Hector and all due respect to, you know, Joe and John Luna, best drummer on the planet, Matt Gungor and everybody involved. I always feel like Mondo is the one that really made everything whole. Put that sound to it that made the Periwinkle Massacre what it is. You know, and it was a good band. I mean, <clears throat> they've had, uh, I believe, two two albums out, maybe three, perhaps, a couple of singles and everything. And I still have some of those CDs with me, going and stuff. And of course, came the demise that happened in two thousand twelve. And the public, and especially the public, and I think Hector knows this. They've all demanded for the Periwinkle Massacre to come back. And they've all demanded to see this group continue. Now, I've always felt the group should have never disbanded. And I've always felt, I don't think there's anything wrong with adding another member to it just to make this band, I, I, I don't think relevance the word. I just, just, just to make the band whole is what I'm thinking. You know, Periwinkle has done what it could for a long time. And then Hector... And I always feel like, it, you know, it was his decision whether the group continues or not. Whether it goes on or not. And then all of a sudden, he does a new project. 
He does the whole thing with Knife Party Trip to Deftones. He does the whole thing with the Servants of Saviors. Does the whole thing with Conscientious and everything. He does a lot of new projects. He always keeps going when it comes to music. He always keeps going when it comes to music. I always felt that the Periwinkle is always that one band that I think Corpus made it made it famous. Abrasion, with all due respect, with all due respect to Jesse, with all due respect to Hector, Renee and Saul, because that that combination right there, that's Abrasion is <coughs> is Corpus Christi's version of Slayer. Or actually, let me correct that. They are Corpus Christi's version of Sepultura from the very beginning. If there was any band that would be considered um, their version of Slayer, I think it would be Killamora. That 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 would be what I think. But that's that's how I kind of saw things. And with all due respect, I think Abrasion was a good band. But the Periwinkle outshines them. I know there'll be some people that will disagree with that from an old school standpoint. But from a mainstream standpoint, they stick out. From a modern day standpoint, they stick out. They really do. And I always felt Periwinkle should have never, never have... um, disbanded you know and if you know if they try to do new music that's fine but it all depends on I don't think it depends on Hector it really isn't if Hector wants to do Periwinkle let him do Periwinkle it's all on Joe it's all on Gongora John Luna everybody involved Hector can say We'll put it together. This is how we'll put it. Reunion show, then we move on. You know? But I think the fans really, especially the fans, really demand to see the Periwinkle one more time. You know? And that's just how it is, you know? Now, for Shattered Sun, they've been around for, for a long time. I started listening to Shattered Sun, I think it was 2010 or 2009, somewhere around that area. You look at Marcus Leal, he <clears throat> he has all the all the rock star elements that are right there. He practically, I mean, when you see him, he's practically like one person that comes to mind. I mean, I, I know some people will say, well, he looks like Roman Reigns. Well, the long hair and everything, duh. But he looks more like a Chuck Billy. And elements of that do does fit with that because when you know I've seen Chuck Billy, and I've seen Marcus Leal with Chuck Billy, and you kind of look at the resemblance. It's like wow, it's uncanny, you know. <clears throat> so Shattered Sun have always wanted to be better than the Periwinkle Massacre, and with all due respect, the Periwinkle is is a badass band. They're <clears throat> they're better. They're better than any band out there that you see and hear today. But Shattered Sun can beat them. Because of of where they went. Shattered Sun had went to Victory Records. They put out two albums. They've been all over the world. And they've played in so many arenas. 
It's uncanny, and people know who Shattered Sun is. Corpus laid down the groundwork for him. And with all due respect, yes, um, they are from Alice, Texas, but they're more from Corpus than Alice, and I think they could tell you that also. <clears throat> and then I think it was 2000, in the 2000s, when uh, Shattered Sun released their last album, which was uh, Blood For You, which was a tremendous album, if you ever hear, hear it. And that was the last time uh, we heard from Shattered Sun. Uh, I guess everyone else did uh, did other things that they had to do. And then, of course, Mar Marcos Leal went ahead and ended up with El Nino. Which was good, and also a controversial because of, of what has happened, which took probably a year to finally get everything settled. Um, I think people were upset that Marcos was a part of uh, El Nino. I thought that it was good because El Nino needed a fresh start. A real fresh... And with all due respect to El Nino, I love their music. I like them. I love some of their older albums. But some of the other albums that they put out just didn't feel like El Nino. And it really didn't. I think Enigma was the one that really, like, like said, no, that... That's that's not them. That's not them at all. When Marcos came in, he really, really changed things up with uh, El Nino. And before you know it, like I said, there was there was controversy. There was a lot of stuff, and then I guess after that, everything was squared away, and Marcos Leal became the singer for El Nino, and it was good for him. It was very, very good for him because for him as a singer. He really changed things up for El Nino, and he really became, he became one with that band, and he really made something special happen to El Nino. And it's not like, and with all due respect to Christian, the original singer, I would love for him to come back in the band one day, but I'm not, I'm not sure what the, the what the controversy was. I'm not sure what what would lead to this point and the the only thing I know at this point is I know that Shattered Sun can still go and for Marcos if he continues to do Shattered Sun he'll be in the same limelight as say Corey Taylor and why do I place him in that in that position because Corey Taylor has Stone Sours. Corey Taylor has Slipknot. Corey Taylor has his his self, his solo albums. And when you put Marcus Leal in that in that category, I mean he's in good company because he he could do El Nino. He could do Shattered Sun. If he wants to do his own solo project, let him, let him do what he wants. He can collaborate with other other artists in Texas and other artists around the world. He has that power and he knows how to pull it off, you know. So for for this reunion show to take place, to have it with El Nino, to, I'm, no, sorry, <laughs> not El Nino, to have it with Shattered Sun, to have it with Paraboyca Massacre is something special. And then you add the elements of these other bands that are coming up, like the Modern Day Renegades and Zombie King and so forth, have really, you know, brought, are going to bring something totally new to Corpus. And the scene in Corpus needs something like this right now. Because, you know, 
I have not been to Concrete Street or to Bruce's Street in a while. Not that I don't ever go out. It's just, you know, when when you're busy thinking about money and think, busy thinking about work and trying to better your life up. You know, if you don't want to go to a show, you don't have to go to a show unless you know a friend that will let you in. But lately, you know, I've I've had a lot of good luck come my way. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started deciding to go to a few shows in 2023. One of them was uh, the Edema show that took place at the House of Rock. And then when I heard about this show taking place, I said, oh, shit. I mean, this is going to be good. I can't wait. So question would be, the big question is, would I go... Would I not go? Will who will be there? Who will not be there? How good will the show be? And how many people will actually attend? That's the thing. And more importantly, are people going to remember Shattered Sun and the Periwinkle Massacre as who they are as musicians and everything? Because the importance of this reunion show—it's not just about putting bands together again to do one show. It's to find out, as the old expression goes, you hear this from, from fans that, that will tell wrestlers that have not been in the ring in a long time and they still pull this off. And there'll be those, those ever-famous words. You still got it. And that will be what the question is. Do you still got it.
guys have any questions in regards to the show, all you have to do is go to my email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. Any suggestions in regards to the show, anything in regards to anything about professional wrestling or music or anything that you have in mind, all you got to do is go to the email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com and I will be glad to mention it on the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. So around um, Saturday, February 4th, or 3rd, I'm sorry, um, I was uh, up and at him about maybe 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. So all I kept doing at that time was uh, I was trying to finish up an episode of the Main Event Talk podcast just to get it out of the way. But there was a part that I left behind, a question that was left behind at the very end of the show. And that part was, will I be at the show? Will I be at the night of reunions? Am I gonna am I gonna appear over there? So I I kept um, I kept looking at some situations. I, I had a a few things that I had organized at the time a few days prior to this, and you know I kept just thinking over and over again. Am I gonna go? Am I gonna go? Am I gonna go? I've gave so many hints out to everybody, and obvious when when someone says that they're gonna go, they're gonna go. But if someone says, someone puts out a little emoji with, with them thinking about it, you know, it's one of those things where, okay, can they, can they not? So for me, it's like, um, I, it's been a long time since I've been over to Brewster Street, you know. It's been a long time since I've been into any sort of, of show at all. Because, uh, and, and I'll be honest, uh, besides the shows that I see at the uh, House of Rock, and besides the ones I see at Rich's Billiards, I have not been to... I've not been to Concrete Street in a long time, and I've always felt one day when I get situated, when I get everything the way I want it to, I'll probably be able to go to Concrete Street, which that may happen this year. That may happen. Um, last year, I think I went over to uh, I went over to a Dima show. That was the first show that I've been to. My first actual show. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind being at the shows over at. Um, I don't mind being at the shows over at Rich's Billiards. I don't mind being at shows like that because it's there, it's close by, and I'll be able to do whatever, whatever I want. But sometimes there's a point where you you got to be out somewhere else, uh, whether it's at uh, whether it's at um, the Black Monk Tavern or maybe the Texan, perhaps you know somewhere around there. You got to change your stuff up so. That night, I went to the uh, Adema show, and I went over at the House of Rock. It would, it would be the first time in a long time that I've been to a show outside of Ridges Billiards, so I did. So this was going to be interesting. So the night of reunions that would take place at Bruce Street would be my first time being at that event, and that show in particular, or that event in particular, in a long, long time. I think the last time I went to Bruce Street I think I, I think I remember Luna Coyle playing at that show. Uh, I I think it was. I know it was it was WrestleMania. It was the night at WrestleMania 
I'm going to say it was 31, I believe. I think it was, I believe it was, yeah, WrestleMania 31. Me and Roman had took off and went to that show. That was probably 2015, I think, was the last time I went to that show. So that was the last time I went to Bruce Street. So this will be my first time in a long time that I've been to the show. So I got prepared. Uh, I, I had to get everything processed. The last episode that I did, not the not the one with the hashtag we want Cody, not that episode, the one before it, the three the three hundred one episode. That one was a very 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 long one because it had a lot to do with uh, had a lot to do with some of the stuff that has been happening in professional wrestling. And all I kept thinking about was wanting to get this done, wanted to get my house cleaned up a little bit, wanted to get myself dressed and ready to go. I was going to leave the house a bit early, right? <clears throat> but the thing that I wanted to do first, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that both him, uh, Jonathan Chappelle, Jonathan De La Garza, as I, I call him Jonathan Chappelle, because you know, when you see him, he looks like Dave Chappelle, you know, just like that. And then his uh, lovely wife, Michelle. I tried to call him, and I was going to try and get a ride from him, Right? I was going to call Hector, but I knew it was going to be too busy. And I was going to call Antoine as well, but he was also too busy because they were part of the show. So, Jonathan was probably on... Re- well, because I went ahead and called him first, straight up. I knew I wasn't going to call Hector or anybody else, so I figured I'd call Jonathan. I'm, I called him one time. Just one time only, just to see where it goes. I'm not one of those people that started annoying the hell out of people, you know, texting people, left and right, doesn't work. So I called him one time. I think it was probably maybe three or four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, just to kind of get an idea of what I was going to do. So what I did was I chilled out at home and relaxed. I didn't get a response. So around, I would say, five o'clock. I think, I think it was five o'clock, 5.30. I left. I took a bus. I took a bus headed towards, um, headed towards the bus station, right? I went to, I think it was Port Air Station. I took, I think it was 37. Yeah, I took 37 to get over to Port Station. And I was going to take 19, but it didn't show up. So I decided to take, uh, there was bus 20, there was two 23s. One that leads you to a different location and another leads downtown. Now, I had an idea of where I was going to go and how I was going to get there, right? So, I was dropped off uh, about 6.30 at the uh, Staples Station or downtown station just right there where where Leopard and Staples is connected to, right? The next bus I was going to try and take was 76 because there's a connection where it goes right to the Corpus Christi Museum, right? And right there close by is where the <coughs> is where Brewster Street is. So I was trying to get to Brewster Street immediately. And uh, I think 76 had already been done for the day. I was like, oh, come on. You've got to be kidding me. So then my thought was, I have a feeling I'm going to walk. And sure enough, I did. I mean... Because, let's see, it was 6.30 when I got off the bus. It took me 30 minutes to get from 
I think it was Staple Station or something like that. Yeah, the the uh, station right there downtown. It took me from there, walking all the way past Concrete Street, which, by the way, now I have a direction to get to Concrete Street the next time I go over the show. So I'll be there <laughs> whenever whenever the show come on. But anyways, I took it took me thirty minutes to get from there, right past Concrete Street, going all the way down. I see Waterburger Field, and then right there, there is uh, Brewster Street. So I got there just in time for, I think, the first band, Teal, to play there. So I got there nearly close to 7 o'clock. I already knew that uh, I couldn't purchase a ticket, so I was going to go ahead and just, you know, pay my way in, which I did, right? I should have just called Homestars, hey, dude, get me in. (laughs) That way I didn't have to pay, but... But it's not Rich's Billiards, okay? When when I walk in, I walk in like I walk in, all right? I ain't paying for shit, motherfuckers. <laughs> so I got there, and um, it was not that big of a show just yet because it was only 7.30 or 7 o'clock. But, <clears throat> man, it was going to be an uh, incredible state at the very least. So walking in there, um, it was... You walk into Brewster Street, it was like... You feel like you're walking into Concrete Street. I don't know how any, I don't know how anybody feels when they walk into that place, but like uh, it's been a long time since I've been over to Concrete Street. But I know that there's the big stage over here, and then there's this other small stage that you see here on the other side, right? But I feel like Brewster's has a bigger venue than the one over at Concrete Street. Not not the big venue, but I'm talking about the other venue that's there. You know, because when, when you see the big one, the Concrete Street show, I don't know if they still use that as a stage. I could be wrong. But I remember that stage being there at Concrete Street years ago. But nowadays, I think people still go to Concrete Street, but I think they go to the bigger stage instead of the one there. So Bruce's Street goes ahead and has this venue, and I'm like, wow, it's pretty incredible because there's the bar right there, uh, several people on staff there. Um, there were all of the merchandise that was there from the Shattered Sun one to Periwinkle and uh, Zombie King and everybody involved all the merchandise was there it was incredible and uh, I was ready for an epic the show was like uh, I think I paid $20 for the show when I got there so uh, got my ticket and uh, well I didn't get my ticket but I just got a a deal around my waist or around my waist around my wrist walked in and I was getting ready for an epic show. It was going to be incredible because it, it, it was going to feel incredible, you know? Because it, one of, it's, it wasn't one of those shows where you come in, you sit down, you have a good time, you jam out some music, and you move on. No, this was going to be the most epic show ever because of the dynamics involved, because of the people involved, because of who's in there. And... I knew I already had this feeling when I walk into the show this was going to be unlike any show I've ever seen and with all due respect to Rich's Billiards because they know they know how much I love Rich's Billiards they know how much I love promoting him and putting him on there I think Brewster Street has pretty much has more than what Rich's Billiards can offer you know and like I said this is not talking him down it's just that when you're in a different spot and when you feel 
when you have this certain energy to you that you just feel like this is right, this was the night. This was the moment. And I had this feeling tonight, or actually that night, it was going to be historic in so many ways. And I was going to be glad to be a part of it. Welcome to the shit show that is
What's going on, Firmer George here from the Main Event Talk Podcast. It is Super Bowl Sunday, and that means everyone's going to get prepared for the matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what better way to check out that event than check it out over at my good friends over at Rich's Billiards. If you got nothing to do on a Sunday, and if you want to check out your favorite NFL players, <laughs> get a chance to check out the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and check it out over at Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The barman bars and the billiards among billiards. Go there and drink some of their finest beers, some of their finest food, and shoot some pool in the whole nine yard. Listen to some music and kick back, relax, and check out the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be happening today, as a matter of fact. So, guys, if you got nothing to do on a Sunday night and if you want to check out some great NFL action, head over to Rich's Billiards at 5815 Weber. It should be a fantastic game to check out. Not only the game, but also the commercials that come along with it as well. And when you hear this commercial, tell them that the main event sent you. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The barman bars and the billiards among billiards. Who are you going for in the Super Bowl? The San Francisco 49ers? or the Kansas City Chiefs. It's all going to go down today. Thank you very much. So earlier I mentioned how special this show was going to be. And it was special. It was so special. I couldn't believe my eyes, not just about the event itself, but the amount of people that were there. So... As I mentioned, there were not a whole lot of people when I first showed up. Um, I know that uh, Teal's played over there. And I know there were uh, several other bands like uh, Zombie King played over there. And um, let's see, uh, Modern Day Renegades had played. Um, um, And I I can't really pronounce, I can't really pronounce the other band's name. I think it's R. R-L-N-T, I think that's what it, Reliant, I think that's what the band's name is called, you know. But it was an epic show. But how, besides the bands being over there, besides the Shattered Sons and the Parable Damascus being over there, the amount of people that were there, and the amount of people that, and trust me, there are, I like to call this section the, the celebrity section of Corpus Christi. And this is where the most important people are there for this event. Now, besides myself, tr- trust me, because, you know, anytime when I walk into a room, God damn it, you know, it's like, I'm the guy, I'm the main event, for crying out loud. Uh, besides myself, um, I had a chance when I saw uh, Teal up there, First, per- well, the first person I saw when I walked in there uh, to the event was, uh, well, I ran into Periwinkle Massacre, I saw Homestar, I saw... Uh, and twice everybody because I told him I was here, you know, just to let him know I'm right. I'm right. I saw Jonathan Chappelle, right? I saw Jonathan Chappelle alongside with his lovely wife, and the uh, uh, first thing I told him was, "Dude, pick up a fo- pick up your fucking phone," because <laughs> I told him, "Hey, dude, I I try to call you, dude. I try to call, I try to call Jonathan because like like I mentioned earlier in the documentary, I try to call him and I try to tell him, dude, pick up your phone, answer your phone, dude." You're like Hector. <laughs> you never answer your phone. And he had no idea. He had no idea um, about that time, you know. So, um, so talked to him and then I had a chance to talk to uh, 
from the Tony Gomez show. Tony Gomez himself, he was there. And and he was right. Like, I was um, right in front, right? Because um, I wanted to see uh, Tilt played. They were playing, and uh, Tony was putting some live footage on his, uh, I believe it was his Facebook page. And I was right behind him <laughs> the whole time. I was, like, right next to him right there. I don't think he knew I was right next to him. I was like... Uh, is that is that Tony? Oh shit, it's Tony. And I, and I wasn't sure because it's hard to tell when you see the back of his head. You know, it's all shaved and everything. You don't know if his front has been shaved off or not. But you know, that's how it goes. But anyways, I'm just sitting there, just listening to the show. I'm checking out what he's doing. I'm checking out the show. Checking out what he's doing. The show ended, and then he had it live. He turned itself around, and I and I kind of went right behind him and go, Hey, hey, what's going on? I was there. <laughs> and it was cool. You know, it was just uh, talking to Tony Gomez. You know. Uh, he's there, of course, obviously, to do his uh, version of the podcast, get a chance to check out the Tony Gomez show because he had some details about it. And I know he had some I know he had some interviews with. Um, let's see. I believe it was. Divide, uh, divided and burn or what? Uh, and dark divided darkness divided. I think that's that's the band's name. right? Because you know, I've heard that band, too, but I've never, you know, really get a chance to, you know know who they are and everything else like that but man it was uh incredible it was great, incredible to see tony gomez there you know he's doing his thing you know as i said before ch- subscribe to the tony gomez show when you have an opportunity right and uh besides tony gomez i ran into a few people uh some that i do see on facebook but i never get a chance to see him in person that much until now i ran into matt contu right and uh matt contu i have seen him on facebook many times he has a, I believe he has a TikTok full of, what, two, three million people that watch his, uh, his show, which is, wow, incredible. Uh, great guitar player, damn good, damn good guitar player, and it's not often I get a chance to see him, and I thought, hey, dude, what's going on? And, you know, we, we had a chance to collaborate, and, and like, like I said before, we're talking about celebrities when it comes to Corpus. Myself and Tony Gomez, and then you have Matt Condu involved in the whole situation. It's good, you know? And th- and this is to me, this is to me, to us to, to this is us this is we're we're the celebrities we're the one we're the ones that are running the show every single time we come to Corpus I mean every every other person is just a normal person like myself you know I'm not normal I'm I'm me I'm God Tony he's God <clears throat> Matt Matt Gunn too he's God you know how that shit rolls <laughs> and, and the same applies to all the bands too I mean because l- listen don't get me wrong. All the bands are who they are and everything else like that. But sometimes there's nothing wrong with flexing that you're a celebrity, all right? You're a rock star. Walk in there like a rock star, okay? Hey, you, I'm a guitar player. Give me a fucking sandwich, bitch. <laughs> Just like that. So besides uh, besides Tony uh, besides Tony Gomez and besides Mac on 2, besides Jonathan Chappelle, because I got to add him to it, and his lovely wife, uh, Michelle, I also saw... Uh, a few other people. I saw Alex Martinez, uh, a good friend of ours that uh, been with us for a long time. Uh, he's been around since the Paraguay Massacre days. I believe he's been around a whole lot longer than that. Um, known him for many, many years. He's been a part of several of the shows that have happened, not just at uh, Rich's Billiards, but also at House of Rock, at Concrete Street, you know, everything else like that. It was good seeing him over there. I uh, had a chance to see, uh, let's see, uh, Frank... Frank Slabby was there. Frank Slabby, who pays, who plays for, um, who pays for Night Party Trip to Deftones. 
And I thought he was going to play in the Periwinkle Massacre, come to find out that Tony Khan was taking his place. And, and Tony Khan being Mike Rod, okay? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, every time I see Mike Rod, he just looks like Tony Khan. You know, put a wig on his hair, it's like, and his eyes bug out, it's Tony Khan! Hey, hey, what the fuck, dude? Fix your fucking show. <laughs> just like that. And it was cool. Um, we ran into a few other people that were there. Uh, the Big Boss. Dominic was there. You know, I, I call him the Big Boss because he's just that. Every time he, every time he walks into a room, I, I just refer to him as the Big Boss. I, I can't see him in any other capacity except that. Except that, you know, I see him there. Uh, had a chance to run into, um, I believe it was Joseph from uh, uh, Shattered Sun. I believe it was the basis for the band. I've not seen him in a long time, you know, shook my hand, say hello, you know, what's going on. Just wanted to show, tell him I was here for the show and everything. It was uh, great to say the very least to see him there. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, Omar, uh, Omar from... Um, uh, Empire of Ashes was there. He was there uh, uh, a bit late, but he was, you know, better late than never, say the very least. He showed up, uh, had his girl with him and everything. And, uh, and, and, would, and is he a celebrity name we possibly? Yes, he is, because he, he's in a band and he does real estate. That's all you have to know about uh, Omar. It was good to see him. Um, also, let's see who else was there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to remember. Who else was there? I mean, because there was a many people that were over there. I know, I, I know, I ran into uh, Elena, PBE, as I call her. She was there at the show, along with uh, Hector's mom. Hector's mom was there for the show as well. I did see uh, Michelle Morales, who is also the wife of uh, Marcos Leal. You know, good, good seeing her and everything, and uh, of course, and. And this is something that everyone needs to consider this. I mean, before I talk a little bit more. If there were two stars, uh, two of the biggest stars that came at Brewster Street, I can give you two of them. Okay? Like my, myself, Matt Cantu, Tony Gomez, and others, you know, that all of us that do our podcasts, all of us that do our things, we're considered the celebrities of Corpus. But if we wanted to have the celebrities, the stars, here, here's who you... St- Here's who the two biggest stars are. Some people are gonna, some people are gonna hate me for this, but this is fucking truth. Obviously, the first star would be Marcos Leal. Okay, Marcos Leal, who not only is the singer for Shattered Sun, he is also, unless I hear something different, he is the he is the singer for El Nino. You know, he's the singer for El Nino, right? And uh, I, I consider him because. because I consider him the biggest star because let's face it. I mean, when when you think about it, you see him. It's like, oh my God! You think of El Nino because you've seen him play there, perform there, and uh, I remember. And I remember something else. And I remember. I think uh, Marcos Leal will remember this. And I think this video. There was a video that was sent to me at the time several years ago where Shattered Sun was going to play over at Bruce Street. Right now, the video. And I wish I still had this, but. It was archived on my old Facebook page. I don't know if I could get to that ever again. Where I believe it was Marcos and Chuck Billy of Testament that sent a message to me on, through video asking me where I was. Where, where am I at? Because <laughs> I wanted to go. I wanted to go. 
I wanted to go to that show so bad, but at that time there was uh, some issues that happened. But it was good to see Marcos Leal over there looking great. I mean, every time I see him, he just has that... He, he has... He reminds me of a young Chuck Billy. I remember, you know, telling him that years ago. But he also reminds me of a couple of other people. One person in mind, and we've always talked about wrestling all the time. When I look at Marcus Leal, I have this sudden urge to just point my finger in the air and throw the one up, you know? <laughs> I, I wanted to acknowledge Marcus Leal because he, he reminds me a lot like Roman Reigns because of the long hair and everything. You know, I swear to God, if Marcus Leon were to go on stage, I don't think he's done it, but if he ever does this, I would probably want him to go up on stage and just go to microphone and just say, Corpus Christi! And I want him to scream out, Acknowledge me! <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. I don't think he would do that, but that would be fun. Just because he looks like Roman Reigns! Get Paul Heyman right next to him right there, and it's like, Oh shit, it's Roman Reigns, dude! He's a, he's a shattered son. You know, I had no idea. You know, and it was good, you know, seeing Marcus Leal over there, you know, seeing his wife and everybody involved. I saw, oh, oh, by the way, by the way, I mentioned Star, right? Marcus Leal's a star because not just Shattered Sun, but he was with the El Nino, all right? Like that. Who is the second star? This, hold on a second, because I got to have a drink for this one. Okay. I mentioned the second star, right? The first star was Marcus Leal because he played in El Nino and he played in Shattered Sun and El Nino's a big man, okay? We all know that. We all know that quite well. The second star that that appeared there and I had a chance to see him and his lovely wife over there. I know some people are going to hate me for saying this. The second star, the second biggest star was... The best drummer on the planet, John Luna. Yes, that was the second biggest star. Let me explain why, folks. Let me explain why before everybody starts hating on me and starts saying, what do you mean John Luna's a star? What are you talking about? The thing is, if John Luna is is one of the best drummers going today, right? And in many ways, he's now a star because he played with El Nino, okay? He played with El Nino. A while back, I thought that, you know, I thought that John Luna was there just to do some photography work with uh, El Nino. I had no idea that he was the drummer, that he took over the drumming part for a while, which was incredible, you know? So, I can now say, and I told him this, I can now say that John Luna is the best drummer on the planet by far. And why? He played with El Nino. Enough said. What the fuck can you say, you know? So, it was good. I mean, John and John Luna deserves that distinction. I mean, look, you, you cannot deny this about him. I mean, he's, he's one hell of a drummer. He's one hell of an artist. He played with El Nino. He, you know, has um, has always done a lot of good and positive things and everything. Is doing very well for himself along with his wife, uh, Mickey, and everybody, uh, you know, his his son. He's two kids, right? You know, two, two kids, just, just to get that out of the way. John Luna, John Luna deserved that distinction a whole lot because, you know, because he's, 
his name is out there. His name is out there, and you know, and it's like you you cannot deny that this dude's a star. He he really is because he does. He played in El Nino. I mean, it's like, oh whoa! I was, if I played if I played in El Nino, I'd be a star too. But but the the, the whole thing is, say if Antoine was playing in his band, Modern Day Renegades, and say he played guitar for say. Uh, we'll go with Machine Head. If he played guitar with Machine Head, he would be considered the best guitarist on the planet. And he would be a star in his own right, too, because he played in Machine Head. You know, that's a fair comparison right there. I mean, I would say the same thing with, uh, say, Hector, for instance. He, Hector can play, uh, Hector play, he's, he's played in many, many bands. But say if he were to be the guitarist for, say, uh, Metallica. I mean, if, if he wanted to, if he were the guitarist for Metallica, he would be a star, a big star in his own right, too. There, there's a whole distinction to this. And you have to also remember something, especially with the artists we have here in Corpus. We have a lot of talented musicians, a lot, whether they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, or even 50s. There are some extremely talented individuals that come from Corpus Christi, okay? And I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, okay? I know it because I've seen these individuals play. I know what these guys are. But if any of these individuals get an opportunity to play in a band like like El Nino or like Metallica or like Slayer or Anthrax or anything in that particular nature, if you get that opportunity to play in that band, even if it's if, if it's for just that one moment, you're a star. You're a huge star. You, you don't know it yet, but you're a fucking star. That's why Marcos Liao is placed in the position he's in, and that's why John Luna is placed in the position he's in. And I know some people are going to argue with me and say, what do you mean John Luna's the best drummer? I already had one person over there already arguing with me with stuff. That, that would be Johnny, by the way. Johnny be good, yes, who was also there at the show, and it was good seeing him. I thought, I thought he'd be over at uh, Oil for Rig somewhere, but uh, it was good seeing him and everything. You know, had not seen Johnny in a while. I think the last time, I think I... I remember asking, I could have swore I asked him to come with me over to the Edema show. I guess he didn't go, you know, but that was cool. But it was good seeing Johnny over there, you know, and I can't leave out anybody else, you know. Hector's wife, Chrissy, was there, you know. Um, Mark Antoine's, uh, Antoine's wife, um, Valerie, was there as well. Uh, there was a guitar that was, uh, I guess it was going to be for display or something like that or for a raffle off and everything. Nice guitar. Very, very cool guitar to see and everything. And also, uh, I saw... There were many people I saw over there. Uh, some I've not seen in a long time. Uh, I think I saw... Who who did I see over... Oh! I gotta bring this person up. Because I've seen him at Riches from time to time, but he don't often come that much. Uh, Omar! Not, not Omar... Not Omar Lewis, uh, the, the the real estate guy, the guy from uh, uh, Empire of Ashes, but Omar Sandoval. I have not seen that dude in a long time. I figured I mentioned his name on the Main Event Talk podcast because uh, I I have seen him at Richard's Billiards many times before. Uh, I, I've seen him at House of Rock from time to time. It's not often he gets a chance to go out and do some stuff. When he does, you know, this is a show to go to. And it was good to see him too, you know. Um, Talked with him, drank with him, you know, was doing good for himself. You know, I know he, I don't know, I think he works for the school, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think it was part of the, the Corpus Christi Independent School District, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was good seeing him, you know. Uh, he, I, I've asked him if he doesn't really go to Richard. 
he doesn't really go to Richard's Billiards that much. He's go, he goes to Tapology, which is right there down uh, Staple Street, which I got to I gotta try out that place sometime, you know, because I always like to, and this is the truth, I always like to go to, if I'm not going to Richard's Billiards, I go to a different venue. I'll go to either, like, Molly's or I've thought about Murdoch's a few times. And Tapology was also one of the places that are right there by Staples, and I, would, I wouldn't mind checking out that place. No, not just for the craft beers and everything, but I want to see what they got, you know. But it was good seeing Omar over there, not seeing him in a long, long time. And also, I had a chance to see my good friend, oh, Mike Anthony. Mike Anthony. Yes, if you're listening, I swear to God, um, Mike Anthony, there was this, and Mike Anthony's a good friend of ours who, uh, who, who was in Corpus, who I believe he, he, he originally lived in Corpus, right? And all of a sudden he's, um, he's over in Austin right now doing his thing, you know? And when I saw him, I was like, holy fuck, what are you doing over here? And he came in Austin, I guess, to, uh, to show up for the show and everything. So he's only going to be here for, he was only here for that night. But it was good seeing Mike Anthony. Um, and, and I also want to bring this up as well because he brought up the question. I know uh, Ruben... Uh, Ruben De La Cruz had asked this question. Pretty much everyone has asked me the question. And, and what am I talking about? Um, everybody knows I do the Main Event Talk podcast. Everybody knows I, I always talk wrestling. They've all asked me the same fucking questions. Uh, do you think Vince McMahon did it? Do you think, uh, do you think he's out of WWE? Are we going to see Cody versus The Rock? Are we going to see Cody versus Roman Reigns? I've, had, I've answered many questions uh, when it came to wrestling. You know, because oftentimes when, when I'm around, I mean, it's, you know, it's hello, how are you? How are things going in wrestling? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I try to give the right answer out and everything. And I know, I think it was, you know, Mike that to, uh, Mike Anthony that told me that Vince is done. He's, he ain't coming back. And it's the truth. He's not coming back. You know, I don't think he will. But like I said, I'll, I'll be discussing a whole lot more about it because there's, there's a lot more to the story with Vincent Mann. Yeah than you could possibly imagine, not just the lawsuit, not just a 67-page lawsuit, but a lot of other things that are starting to resurface. So it was good seeing Mike Anthony over there. He came by. Of course, I saw my good friend Lita. Lita, also known as Roxanne. Roxanne, along with her, uh, I believe, I was going to say boyfriend, but I believe it's uh, fiancé, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Saw Roxanne over there. And uh, with her fiance, it was good seeing her, you know, um, and it was kind of funny seeing her, her over there. But it was good because, uh, you know, I know she's been part of several of the Periwinkle Massacre shows. And I bet when she heard about this show that she wanted to be a part of it, you know. So it was good seeing her. It was good seeing her uh, fiance. And uh, she also uh, she also mentioned Rachel says hi and <laughs> her sister because I I had a well. Oh well, I I used to have a thing for Rachel. I may still, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not gonna tell that. But it was good seeing uh, it was good seeing Roxanne. I've not seen her in a while and everything. And you know, and, and like I said, I'm throwing all these people's names in here because I feel that these are these are the celebrities when it comes to Corpus Christi. These celebrities, the the ones that are around the main event all the time. John Luna. Mar- Marcus Leal, Roxanne, PBE, Mike Anthony, Ma- uh, Matt Cantu, 
Uh, Matt Wood. I got to add Matt Wood to it because he was there as well because he, he plays for Night Party Trip to Deftones and he's played with uh, I Won, right? That's the, the other band with uh, with uh, oh my god <laughs> uh, with oh my god uh, Edward. Yeah, Edward, the, the guitarist Edward, the one that plays left-handed like me, you know. But yeah, I was good seeing Matt Wood over there. I know some people have asked me if Sami Zayn is related to Matt Wood, no, they do have the same beer size, beard size that is. But you know, but but Matt Matt Wood's not Canadian. That's that's all you have to know. But it was good seeing Matt Wood over at the show. Uh, I, I've talked about a lot of people, not just Matt Wood, but uh, Jonathan Chappelle, his wife Michelle, uh, Michelle Morales, of course, uh, Marcos Leal. When I, when I talk about all these people that I meet, Omar. Two Omars, both of them. When I talk about all of these people that I see from time to time, not just on Facebook, but uh, out there at several shows, we are we are the real celebrities. And I'm and I'm mentioning this to us. And I'm not just talking about the bands themselves. I'm not just talking about Shattered Sun and the Periwinkle Massacre and Zombie King and Darkness Divided and everybody involved in the show. But I'm talking all of us. I mean. And, and with all due respect to everybody else in Corpus, I mean, unless you know me in any way possible, I mean, I, I could say you're a celebrity, you may not be a celebrity, but when you see myself and Tony Gomez, Matt, Matt Cantu, Roxanne, Hector, Mark Anthony, uh, the list of who's who, when I mention your name, you're, you're a celebrity. You're not the biggest celebrity in the world, but, a, but if you're a celebrity here in Corpus, boom, you're set, you're all tight. And it was good. It was a, an epic night. It was a great show. Seeing everybody over there for all of these, all these bands that were playing. It was a true night of reunions. And it was. It was. Because all the people that you remember seeing from, say, the days of Equalize, or the days of the House of Rock, or the days of Theo's, not Richard's Billiards, but Theo's. You know, when you see these people, and, you know, when, when you go back to years ago and you think about years later where you're at right now it's incredible it's incredible how far we've gone and it's incredible where all where we're all at at this point in our lives right now enjoying a good night uh being around some friends we've not been around in a long long time and it's just incredible you know that's why that's why i wanted to put this segment on because i wanted everybody's names to be on there Matt, um, Matt Cantu, Matt Wood, Tony Gomez, Roxanne, Hector, Mark, Mark Anthony Pantoja, Jonathan Chappelle, Michelle, um, Michelle Morales, Marcos Leal. I wanted to mention all their names on this episode because I feel that their names should mean something, especially here in Corpus. Because in Corpus, we're not California. We're not, we're not Hollywood. We're not New York. We're, we're Corpus. It's what we are. And the difference between the celebrities over there and us is the celebrities over there will be like stuck-up snobs and be a bunch of idiots. They can't be real about anything because they have to have the tabloids around them. For us, we're celebrities in our own rights. We don't give a fuck about what you think, but hey, you shake our hand, you have a shot with us, you have a beer with us, we're cool with each other, just like that. We're all together in this whole, in this whole circle that we have. And... It's, it's, it's contagious, but it's good. 
it's very good, you know? And I love it, you know? Because it's not often someone's going to make a podcast together. I mean, I know Tony Gomez does his show all the time. And he puts out everything he's got to put out. And he shouts out to everyone that was over there. Uh, even, um, oh, and I, I've got to mention uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel, Dun- uh, that's his last name, right? Daniel, Dun- the guy that does um, Tony Gomez's podcast show. Big shout out to him, you know. And uh, I saw him at the show as well. It was good seeing him. He was up front at that Shattered Sun, at that Shattered Sun show. I saw him taking pictures and everything, setting everything up, and man, it was like, because I, I was there up front for the, that whole show and everything, so it was good. It was great being at that show, it was great seeing all the people, and I wanted to, and I wanted all of these people's names to be mentioned, everybody that was there. It was, you know, like I said, it was an incredible night, you know, seeing all of these familiar faces, and seeing all the people that were there, and I wanted their names to be mentioned here on the Main Event Talk podcast because that show was incredible. That show was epic. And you could not. I mean, the crowd was incredible. Everybody was incredible. It was a night of reunions. It was going to be truly one of the most epic nights, if not the most... Memo- uh, mem- I was going to say memorial. <laughs> Memorable. There we go. It was going to be one of the most memorable nights ever that I've ever been a part of. And I've been a part of several memorable moments. You know, most of it involves Richard's Billiards. But when it comes to Brewster Street, this, this was it. This was, you know, everything. And to everyone that's name, that's, the name was mentioned, you know, from, like I said, Tony Gomez, Matt Cantu, Matt Wood, um, Roxanne, PBE, uh, Omar, Omar 1, Omar 2. You figure out who that is. Uh, Mike Anthony, uh, everyone involved. I, I say it was good seeing all you guys. And just remember, just like myself and Tony Gomez and Matt Contu, we're celebrities and you're celebrities. Well, not, not we're stars, okay? Not that. We're celebrities. That's what we are. That's what we do, okay? We do it right, and we know how it goes. So big shout-out to you guys, and it was such an epic night, and I wouldn't mind doing this again.
But this ain't, this is the first step of our comeback. Thank all you guys for being here with us. We got more shows on the way, stay fucking tuned. This is the song that put us on the fucking map, let's go. Oh yeah, if you bought a shirt, I got your speaker for mercy with us, I'll
What's going on from George here from the Main Event Talk Podcast? It is Super Bowl Sunday, and that means everyone's going to get prepared for the matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what better way to check out that event than check it out over at my good friends over at Rich's Billiards. If you got nothing to do on a Sunday, and if you want to check out your favorite NFL players, <laughs> get a chance to check out the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs and check it out over at Rich's Billiards 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The barman bars and the billiards among billiards. Go there and drink some of their finest beer, some of their finest food, and shoot some pool in the whole nine yards. Listen to some music and kick back, relax and check out the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be happening today as a matter of fact so guys if you got nothing to do on a sunday night and if you want to check out some great nfl action head over to rich's billiards at 5815 weber it should be a fantastic game to check out not only the game but also the commercials that come along with it as well and when you hear this commercial tell them that the main event sent you rich's billiards 5815 weber not your average heroes the barman bars and the billiards among billiards who are you going for in the super bowl the san francisco 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs. It's all going to go down today. Thank you very much. So we talked about the bands that uh, performed over there. We, we, we talked about the celebrities. We talked about, you know, when I showed up and everything. So for the show itself, you know, I got there and I saw... Uh, Tilt played first, you know, and uh, when they played, um, it was good. It was, it, it, re- it reminded me of what they did over at the Edema show from uh, from this past November because uh, I got to the show pretty early at the House of Rock uh, and I wanted to check out Edema and I wanted to check out the other bands. Uh, Tilt was in there. I had no idea. I, I think it was uh, guitarist uh, Gavin who was friends with me on Facebook. I had no idea. And I was like, wait a minute, why do I, why do I see this guy's name on my timeline? And it was him. You know, he plays, he plays in this band. So I wanted to show my support in every way possible. You know, and I went ahead, uh, like I said, Tony Gomez was right next to me. And uh, he was recording this live as this was happening. And um, watching it, and uh, the band did incredible, you know. Uh, it was just like what they did over at uh, the Edema show. Uh, a lot of people had some good things to say about them. I think they were incredible. I think they were great. Awesome band. Great band. And I wouldn't mind seeing them at Rich's Billiards one day. You know, it's just me, you know, talking about it in every way possible. So, <coughs> so uh, the next band that played was the Modern Day Renegades that came out. And, uh,. <gasps> I gotta say, um, it was it was gonna be tough for Homestar. It was gonna be tough for Homestar in many ways because he was he was gonna be performing twice because he was gonna play with he was gonna play with the Paragua Massacre later on, right? And the Modern Day Renegades did exactly what they did. They put on an epic show. They did well. If you've never seen their videos, if you've never seen their music or heard their music, you know you gotta you gotta check it out and everything. Incredible. 
Uh, the next band, I think it was, and if I'm mispronouncing the names, I apologize. I think it was, because, uh, okay, so I know Shattered Sun played last. Darkness Divided, I, play, I think, played that. And then there was a Periwinkle Massacre. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, not the Periwinkle. It was... I think Zombie King had played. I, I know it was... Uh, I think Zombie King was the last band that, they, that played before Shattered Sun, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. Um, just to kind of... Because, and I am going to make the apologies at this time because there were, there were bands that I saw and, you know, performed over there, but there were ones that I, I I paid attention to them, but it's hard, you know, when you have somebody talking to you and you're trying to listen to the music and everything, you know, somebody's talking to you about something, so you know how that shit rolls. But I, I gotta give a shout out to everyone, all the bands that played over there from, um, from Zombie King to... Oh, by the way, by the way. And I got to mention this right here, right now. And I hope somebody gives me an answer. I hope somebody gives me an answer. So I saw Zombie King playing, right? Uh, there, I took a few pictures of, of them at the show. And then something was wrong. Something, something was wrong. Something was wrong. And the thing that I said was, okay. Um, I was looking, you know, looking around for a certain head of security, a certain member of Headbanger Incorporated's head of security. I was trying to look for him and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, holy shit. I have never seen a Don look that fit in my fucking life. Holy shit. My God, I knew Adon was big, but my God, he's got muscles in places I've never seen before. I was a bit, I was a bit pissed off about that because I really, and all due respect, uh, Zombie King did a great job. I love, I like their music. Uh, I played some of their music on the on the main event talk podcast. But oh, come on now, you're you're gonna have Zombie King out there and no A Train? Are you fucking kidding me? It's bad enough. It's bad enough. That the A-Train's not involved in the modern-day Renegades. You cannot add this man to fucking Zombie King. Come on. My God. Adon is a bigger celebrity than me. Literally. But anyways, big shout-out to the A-Train, by the way. Um, yeah, I, the show was good, but I... You know, I, I, I really wish Adon was there. I really wish he was. It would have been incredible to see that. Um... um Darkness Divided, they're very good. You know, I've heard some of their music before. Uh, incredible band. Incredible band, as many ways possible. Uh, RL, RL, and and I'm just spelling out the letters. R-L-N-T. Um, I believe John Luna is in that band. And, and I talked about Hector playing twice. John Luna had to play twice. And I, I, I didn't know that. Because I know he played... He plays in the Parable Commander, but I believe he plays in this band as well, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure if he's there on not a permanent basis. I think it was just there to fill in for somebody. I'm not sure, but he was there. You know, he played in that band. And he had asked me about what I thought about the band. I thought they were pretty good. I thought they were pretty good. And, I, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more of them, you know. 
at Rich's Billiards. But, you know, that's just me talking, you know. And let's see, um, let's see, we talked about Zombie King, we talked about them, and um, I, I wonder if I have, let me see if I have, because I think I have it here somewhere, because <laughs> all due respect, I, I know the names and I know the bands, but trying to remember, here we go, because I have the poster right here, RLNT, Zombie King, Modern Day Renegades, Tilt, and all those were the bands. I could have swore there was another band that played there. I could have swore that, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways. So, I wanted to get to this next part here, because I you know, I talked about these bands, and these bands did extremely well for themselves. Um, I wanted to first talk about the and I know some people have their version as to what what band stole the show? I mean, Shattered Sun obviously did steal the show in many ways. But if I were to pick one band and and everything, and despite despite the fact that Homestar did not tell me he was going to do it, Panwaco Massacre, I think, stole the show. I really, really think they did. I had a reel that uh, that was. Uh, Recorded and I put it out on, I put it out on my Instagram, my Facebook, right for everyone to see. My reasons for the Periwinkle Massacre for them stealing the show is because the Periwinkle Massacre are legends. They're legends. They're straight up legends when it comes to when it comes to Corpus Christi, and when you think about this. The way that crowd reacted to the Periwinkle Massacre and the amount of people that were there for the Periwinkle Massacre is astonishing. There's even, there's even several young people that have never heard the Periwinkle Massacre up until now. And now they're curious about who they are. And they wanted to know so much about the Periwinkle Massacre that the merchandise of the Periwinkle Massacre was completely gone. I'm talking the shirts, all sizes. They, I, I think their stickers were gone as well. All of their merchandise was completely gone. The Periwinkle Massacre, that night stole the show. The Periwinkle Massacre was the talk. And with all due respect, this show was about, it was a night of reunions. That's what the event was entitled. Let me... Um, Go back to this one more time. My apologies. This was the night of reunions, right? That's what it was about. Let's see. It was a night of reunions, right? Uh, the Joe Morales uh, Memorial Show. It was a tribute to him. That's what it was all about. But this was more about the individuals involved in this situation. You know? When you look at this... When you look at these bands performing, the Pairway Massacre, as I stated, were the ones that stole the show. They really did. And the amount of people that were over there checking out the Pairway Massacre, some, some new, some old, are checking them out how they are. And I've said this many times before. If I wanted one band to come back, it would definitely be the Periwinkle Massacre. 
because I think Hector, as much as I, as much as I, uh, I hate to say this, Hector, to me, I, I don't call him, I don't call him the greatest musician of all time because I'm his best friend. I call him the greatest musician of all time because he's, he's played in numerous bands. He's played in many bands, many bands like, like Night Party, a tribute to Deftones, um, Conscientious, Of Serpents and Saviors, uh, D, um, Screwface, um, Day Never Came, Free State 1, 2, and 3. You know what I'm talking about. And of course, out of all those bands, Abrasion. And the Periwinkle Massacre to me, and I'll say this, and once again, just like when the whole thing with John Luna, I think the Periwinkle Massacre is much bigger than Abrasion. And Listen, I, I say this because, look, listen, Hector may know music, he may know talent, but I don't think he understands mainstream publicity. Publicity. He doesn't understand what the crowd wants. See, for him, it's, it's work, it's business, it's putting on something awesome and getting it out there and having people love it. But he doesn't get that. Hector is a rock star in his own right. But he's a rock star to a point where he's not wanting to. He's not wanting to be the big time celebrity. All right. If there was a third star, Hector be Hector be on that list. I, I mentioned that Marcus Leal and John Luna were the big stars. Hector is just as big a star as anybody. That's the fucking truth. I'm not saying that because he's my best friend. I'm saying it because that's exactly who he is. Because of his contributions to music. His contributions to being around people like Tony Gomez, John Luna, Marcus Leal, and everybody involved in Corpus. Hector plays a major role in all that. He does. And the Periwinkle Massacre, and let's say this. You have a list of very talented musicians. Not just Hector. You have... I mentioned John Luna, the best drummer on the planet. Mike Rod, a.k.a. Tony Khan, <laughs> who's a great bass player in his own right. Um, Joe uh, Joe was there. Uh, Joe Brew, as they call him. <laughs> or I call him, I call him Jeff Hardy. And uh, who, was the, who was the other guitar player? Rob Barrett, right? Or Dimebag Daryl, because he has that look. He has that look to him. Badass guitar player. In every way possible, Matt Gungora, the the Rob Arnold of guitar playing. Rob Arnold being the the guitarist for Chimera, he has that style. When you see him play guitar and you match it with Rob Arnold from Chimera, they have that same similar style. You see the fingers moving. You see how it's all placed. In, it's all come together. It all comes together perfectly. And then. Periwinkle Massacre would not be where they're at without the services of Shy361, a.k.a. Mondo. He is the perfect component. He is the perfect element for, for uh, the Periwinkle Massacre. 
because of the sound he brings in, because of the horrific tones he puts together. His music is just as good. And and I mentioned many stars. Um, Sh- uh, Shy One, Shy361 has his own style of music. You know, he likes rock, but he's more into the rap game. And the rap game he does is... It's not gangster music. You know, I, I wouldn't say it like that. Um, his music is more like something straight, almost like Bone Thugs, almost something like, you know, something like that in that particular nature. And his music is incredible. If you've ever listened to Shy361, you have to hear his music. It's incredible. It's, you know, he, he, he can put the rap game in corpus and he can put it up to a level that is... That's incredible. That's awesome. And I like that. And the Periwinkle Massacre, like I said, has this attention, has this in so many ways that they they truly stole the show. They really did. Everybody was talking about the Periwinkle Massacre. Everyone was talking about how badass the show was. And obviously, everybody wants to know the one question. And... And I'm afraid to ask Hector this again because he knows exactly what... I mean, I'm either going to get a no or I'm going to get a yes or I'm going to get a maybe, you know? And it's one of those things. This is the thing that I need to advise Hector on. Hector needs to remember this band is bigger than Knife Party. This band is bigger than Of Serpents and Saviors. This band is bigger than Day Never Came. This band is even bigger than uh, Abrasion. I don't think Hector understands how badass the Periwinkle Massacre is. The crowd in Corpus proved it. The crowd in Austin proved it. I think uh, I think they also did a show in San Antonio. Proved it many years ago. I think Hector, Matt Gangora, Shy One, M- Mondo that is, Mike Rod, um, Joe, and I'm John Luna, right? I, I think they they all need to get together. Have a have a sit down meeting and quit with quit with the what, what was it? Because um, I know Hector has a final say so in the Periwinkle Massacre. What happens is there needs to be a point where there's gotta be a full reunion and they've gotta do a full album. I've heard many things about they got a new song developed, they got this, they got that, and then all of a sudden it it doesn't come up and everything. I think Hector wants to keep it under wraps, which is fine. But there's going to be a point where eventually something like this is going to happen again. And eventually the crowd, especially in Corpus, they're going to want more Periwinkle Massacre. Austin's going to want Periwinkle Massacre. San Antonio's going to want Periwinkle Massacre. Um, Dallas, Texas will want Periwinkle Massacre. El Nino, not El Nino, El Paso, I'm sorry, is going to want Periwinkle Massacre. Point of the matter is... Periwinkle Massacre is bigger than anything you could possibly imagine. The merchandise proves a lot. The merchandise proves a lot. And if there was any way to put Periwinkle Massacre on radio, especially with that song, Premature Immoculation, I guarantee you people want to know more about the band. Hell, I've had... I remember, I think it was years ago, right after... Right after Periwinkle Massacre broke up, Several bands or several people from maybe, I would say, England, maybe Japan, are interested in the Periwinkle Massacre. They really are. 
because they there are people that want to know who this man is, and they want to know it very very well, you know, because they have a sound that's so different from any other band you've ever seen, you know, and that night, the Periwinkle Massacre. All due respect to all the bands that played, all of them, Modern Day Renegades, RLNT, you know, Tilled, Darkness Divided. The Periwinkle was the one that came out. They came in, the crowd was on fire, everybody, Ruben, Jonathan, everybody was involved to see this. This was huge, and it was so huge, I think more people wanted to know more about the Periwinkle Massacre now than they did many, many years ago. And this is something that I say to Hector, you need to capitalize on this. But also, I don't think Hector will because because of the other projects he has, because of Conscientious, because of Knife Party, because of family, because of everything he does. That's also a lot to take in, a lot to consider, you know. And plus, his, his son is in a band, Centipede. And I'll tell you, his son is going to have a tough time trying to get to Hector. He's going to have a tough time trying to get to Hector because Hector is a good father, but Hector is also a musician. He knows how to put it together. He knows it very, very well. And I, I stated this before. I say that John Luna is a star. I say Marcos Leal is the star. If I were to add a third person, it would be Hector. Hector would be lined up right there next to those people. And just think about that that dynamic for a moment. John Luna, Marcos Leal, and Hector Juarez. Those three together, holy fuck. That blows anybody's people's minds, you know, in any way possible. So yeah, the Periwinkle Massacre stole the show that night, and I'm hoping Hector will not only listen to me, <laughs> but I think listen to others, because they've got to get the Periwinkle Massacre back on stage. They've got to get the Periwinkle Massacre. And, 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 and also, this is just me thinking about this, I want the Periwinkle at Richard's Billiards. And I'm going to keep mentioning Richard's Billiard's name on this fucking show until it fucking happens. I don't care if I have to tie Hector up and put him on stage and check it out. It's John Moxley right here on stage with the Periwinkle Massacre alongside with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and Tony Khan in the background playing bass. <laughs> I want that to happen. You know, and like I said, I mean, that's something that needs to be considered. You know, the Periwinkle at... Uh, at Brewster Street. I would love to see I don't think it's happened before. I think it has. But I think it would be awesome for the Periwinkle Massacre to be on Concrete Street. Or or American Bank Center. <laughs> it would be it would be amazing. But yeah, the Periwinkle Massacre that night stole the show. They brought they brought a whole whole different element to to it. And like I like I said before, I don't know if there'll ever be another reunion show. I'm hoping it does happen. I hope you bring them along with Shattered Sun involved in all this. Because it's huge. It's big. I think Hector knows that. And I think Hector knows how to balance this up. And I don't think he wants to let this go to his head. I think he wants to just put out the music, get the reaction from the crowd, 
and the crowd will want more, and Hector will give more. And I just hope he has enough merchandise to give give away to everybody, because that merchandise was gone. It was gone completely. And when I saw that stack of money that he gave Mondo, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I've never seen that many $100 bills in my life, I swear to God. Can I get some of that, please? <laughs> well, guys, the documentary is not over yet. We've got a little bit more to talk about on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast on my journey over to the night of a reunion show. Uh, I've talked about everything I needed to talk about, and I wanted to go ahead and get these out of the way. And I hope you all have enjoyed the Main Event Talk exclusives featuring the, uh, featuring the Periwinkle Massacre. Uh, I wanted to, I was right there recording those songs. Um, I, this was the exclusive everybody wanted to see, and that is how it's going to go. But the show's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not over because another exclusive is happening right now. We've shown the Periwinkle Massacre playing live. Now it's time for Shattered Sun. Guys, I was up front at the show. And I had this idea. I was thinking about this during the entire event. So while I was getting the um, Periwinkle Massacre recorded, when I got some of those songs recorded, done, and everything, I thought about Shattered Sun, and I wanted to get a couple of songs from them as well. But then I thought, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Why don't we do something bigger? And how bigger do we do it? Oh, I'll tell you how big we're going to do this. I didn't just record one song from Shattered Sun. I didn't re- just record two songs from Shattered Sun. I recorded the entire live show that took place at that event. From the beginning of Shattered Sun to the end, uh, all except for the last song, which I got to apologize for. But I want to go ahead and let you know that you're going to hear it right here on the Main Event Talk Podcast. So with that being said, let's begin the festivities and play that live show from the night of reunion, Shattered Sun at Brewster Street. Guys, I have one little documentary I want to I wanna talk about, but I'll display it in between the show. You'll see how it goes. Guys, this is a Main Event Talk exclusive. A night of reunion, a Joe Morales Memorial Show, Shattered Sun, live at Brewster Street. Here we go.
Don't get 
straight up, man, that song means a lot to me. And for you guys to know it, for you guys to jam it with us, man, that means everything to me, man. Thank you guys so fucking much. How you doing? I've had a few drinks. I've had a few drinks, yo. How you doing? Yo, I'm staying downtown tonight. Yo, I'm kidless tonight. I got a babysitter. I'm about to get fucked up tonight. Hey, what's up, poor guys? Yo, when, when, when we first started discussing the show, we're like, well, man, what do you want to do? You want to do it on a Tuesday? You want to do it on a Wednesday? On a fucking Thursday? I was like, man, fuck that. I'm going to do this shit on a motherfucking Saturday. I want some motherfucking menudo and barbacoa tomorrow morning, man. I'm going to do this fucking menudo. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna let Jesse start this next motherfucker yeah. for you. This is one of my fucking favorite songs in all of the Shadowtown. Let me see your drinks in the air. Get those drinks out.
What's going on from George here from the Main Event Talk Podcast? It is Super Bowl Sunday, and that means everyone's going to get prepared for the matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what better way to check out that event than check it out over at my good friends over at Rich's Billiards. If you got nothing to do on a Sunday, and if you want to check out your favorite NFL players, <laughs> get a chance to check out the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and check it out over at Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes, the barman bars and the billiards among billiards. Go there and drink some of their finest beers, some of their finest food, and shoot some pool in the whole nine yards, listen to some music, and kick back, relax, and check out the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be happening today, as a matter of fact. So, guys, if you got nothing to do on a Sunday night, and if you want to check out some great NFL action, head over to Rich's Billiards at 5815 Weber. It should be a fantastic game to check out. Not only the game, but also the commercials that come along with it as well. And when you hear this commercial, tell them that the main event sent you. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The barman bars and the billiards among billiards. Who are you going for in the Super Bowl? The San Francisco 49ers? Or the Kansas City Chiefs. It's all going to go down today. Thank you very much. If you guys have any questions in regards to the show, all you have to do is go to my email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. Any suggestions in regards to the show, anything in regards to anything about professional wrestling or music or anything that you have in mind, all you got to do is go to the email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com and I will be glad to mention it on the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Yeah, so I said, yeah. 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 Y
I'd like to thank you everybody for coming out to this show. Remember, get up the merch booth on the way out. You bought a ticket, that's awesome. Grab a shirt, grab the music, grab a poster, grab a sticker. It helps, uh, it helps the cause. So thank you very much everybody. Come on! Yo, everybody in this room, make some motherfucking noise for Mario yeah! Montana. Yo, it's Saturday night, make some fucking noise! Alright, alright, alright. Yo, my man Mark from Modern Day Renegade is about to give away a guitar. Come so, on! I'm gonna fill you in right now. I mean, I'm draw that at fucking neck! I'll draw that fucking neck! First of all, I want to thank Rooster Street, Shattered Sun, Marcus, and everybody in the band. All the bands did great tonight, man. Everybody, everybody. I want to thank all of you guys for being a part of it and being here. All of you guys that supported me. Come on! Draw that fucking name! Come on! You know what? It doesn't matter what color, Music brings everybody together. Draw that fucking name! Come on! I'm the guitar Lucky winner's going to get caught up Draw that fucking name! Draw that fucking name! Fuck the Kardashians! Let's go! Fuck them bitches! Let's go! Jesse! Laura. Fuck the Kardashians! Lambrus? Who? Lambrus? Who? Cheer the house tonight? Who? Cheer? Fuck that shit! She's not here, I got her number on my phone.
The show was pretty incredible. Uh, Shattered Sun uh, on there doing their thing and everything is just incredible. You know, when I knew once I walked in uh, to that show, it was going to be memorable in so many ways. It was going to be memorable in a lot of ways to look at it. And the show was all about one man, and that was Joe Morales, who had passed away um, about a few months back. This is all about him. But it became more than just that. It became a huge, huge deal. You know? Because it became about the bands coming back together. Shattered Sun had not been around for a long time. We know that um, we know that Marcus Leal had went to El Nino, right? And you know he did fantastic with El Nino. I thought that I still remember when when El Nino when Marcos Leal first became a part of El Nino, it was the talk of, of not just Corpus, but it was the talk of the music world, because you know nobody was expecting. Uh, Marcos to take the place of Christian. And there was a lot of controversy surrounding it. A lot of controversy surrounding it. Took took about a year, but everything came through. Everything came right. And now all of a sudden, I think things between the members of El Nino have been patched up. And now you got Marcos Leal part of El Nino. And it left the question with a lot of people, what about Shattered Sun? You know? Where do we go from here? So when it was announced that Shattered Sun was going to have a reunion show as a tribute to Joe, it was a big deal. It was a big deal in many ways because you had several bands that were in this show that were going to contribute and bring something special. But the thing was, as I mentioned, Shattered, the Fairway Massacre were the ones that really stole the show. But Shattered Sun, they stole the show in their own right, but it was also something... To remember, it was a, it was like they left a mark there for everybody to remember. Everybody knows that the Shattered Sun came from Alice, Texas, but they're Corpus boys. However, however we see it, they're they're Corpus Corpus boys in many ways. They're legends in their own right too, you know. I think years ago, I think it was, I know it was at. It was probably one of the shows that happened at, at Rich's Billiards where I remember, I think Marcus Leal told Hector that we want to be just as big as the Periwinkle Massacre. That's what I remembered. And Shattered Sun did become bigger than Periwinkle Massacre. And it's because Periwinkle is big in Corpus. It's bigger now than it has been in a long, long time. But Shattered Sun, they placed their name on the marquee above the Periwinkle Massacre. And they had a record label to prove it. Victory Records put put Shattered Sun on the map. And they became a huge deal. Then they add the services of Chuck Billy of Testament. Right? The band had two albums that came out. 
two very successful albums, two albums that I, I know I have um, one of the albums at my house. And Shatterson became that big of a deal. Everywhere. The reunion show, it was about one man, but I believe it was about all of the bands involved. This was saying, we could still do this. This was saying, we could still go. Now, I'm not sure the status of Marcus Leal when it comes to El Nino. They may be still, I think he's still with the band. I'm not sure about it at this point. But I know that I think just like the Periwinkle Massacre, I think fans would like to see Shattered Sun back on the road again. I think they'd like to see that one, one more time. And Shattered Sun, I would love for them to play at Rich's Billiards, but I heard some stories, I heard some stuff, and, I, and I've had a few talks with Richard, so, and I think some people will have an idea of, of what, I, what I think. I would love for Shattered Sun to be a part of Rich's Billiards again, just to, just to play a show there. But at the same time, unless there's a disagreement between the two, I'll just leave it at that. But the table is open. I, I just see it right there. But Shattered Sun performing at Brewster Street was amazing. I think them performing at Concrete Street would even be badass. I'd love for that to happen. It'll be badass if um, if both the Periwinkle Massacre and and Shattered Sun would play over at uh, the American Bank Center. <laughs> that'd be a good that'd be a good way to do it, right? Yeah. It'd be amazing. But having Shattered Sun there, I think fans want to see it. I was glad to get their merchandise. Uh, their merchandise, uh, their, their merchandise sold out a whole lot. I'm not, not as big as Periwinkle Massacre. I'll be honest about that. Although I would have, I would have taken a poster too, just to put it up on my wall. You know, just do that. But um, it was good to see Marcus Leal. It was good to see Michelle. It was good to see Joseph. Good to see Henry and Daniel and everybody involved. The show was amazing. Shattered Sun did amazing. I'm hoping that one day we will see Shattered Sun back on stage again. I'm hoping we'll see the Periwinkle Massacre back on stage again. And I would love for this lineup to happen again. I mean, the, these bands, some that are still going today and some that are coming back out of, out of retirement, so to speak, you know, they put on a damn good show. And I'd like for this lineup to happen again. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it would be awesome to see it, you know. <clears throat> The Periwinkle Massacre, as I stated, they stole the show. They got huge. It was big. It was so big that their merchandise was completely gone. <laughs> it was that big. Shattered Sun stole the show in their own right. And it was a tribute to one band. It was a tribute, a tribute to one man. The show... I know also a couple of things I wanted to mention. Um... I saw, I was in front when I was recording this whole thing. So I recorded the first part of the show in front. I recorded the second one afterwards, right? Because I knew how long the show was going to be. I was going to record the, the other, the last song that they did, but I, but I wasn't, I wanted to reveal this one little story and just to get everyone to notice it. So when I walked in, I had a red shirt, 
which was one of my favorite shirts, right? And I had it with me, and it was off my shoulder, and I remember it being on the floor, right? But I was trying to pick it up, but I didn't want to drop down and pick it up because I didn't know if someone was going to either throw me or, or do something. I don't know. I was just trying to get my shirt, but I, I thought I had it in my possession. But then the shirt got taken away. Somebody had it. I don't know who. I don't know how. But I, I just said that night, it don't matter. Because it's just, it's just, I mean, if I get the shirt back, that'd be cool. But I walked away with a Shattered Sun shirt. That's all the bottom line that goes, you know. And that's all that matters. Jonathan Chappelle, who, who must have body served not once but twice. He was right over my head, just to mention that part. Was shaking Marcus Leal's hand because they know each other quite well. And Marcus, Marcus Leal know was there. Antoine was up on stage, uh, saw, uh, let's see, gave out the guitar and everything. Beautiful guitar, by the way. I saw Michelle Barrera over there. And uh, she's a woman that has all of these tattoos all around her body. I mean, you talk about a work of art, holy shit. I mean, she's got, like, tattoos all over the place and everything. Not to mention a very beautiful woman. In many ways possible, you know, and I have uh, <clears throat> I've seen her stuff, and and um, I'm I'm not gonna go any further. Oh, let's let's just say that, wow, you know, <laughs> that, that's what I have to say about Michelle. But yeah, I I I've seen Michelle several times, and for her for her to be a part of the show was even tremendous. It was great seeing her over there. I believe she brought her I believe she brought her children over there. I think I may be wrong, you know, but it was good seeing her, it was good seeing several people, you know, for that show, Shattered Sun did good, Periwinkle Massacre did good, all the bands did extremely well, and I'm also hoping that hopefully we'll get a chance to be around each other again for this, because I would love for the Periwinkle Massacre and Shattered Sun to get back on the same page again, and I would love for the same bands that were included, for Modern Day Renegade, Zombie King, you know, everybody involved. This was the show. This was not only this was not only a great show, it was an epic show. It was an epic show full of people, almost probably I heard somewhere along the lines of eight hundred people, maybe more, that were there for the show. It was an incredible show to check out. There were a lot of people that wanted to see these bands. Shattered Sun did well. Periwinkle Massacre stole the show. And it was definitely talked about. And you had all of us involved. Myself, Tony Gomez, Matt Matt Cantu, Matt, uh, Matt Wood, um, Alex Martinez, uh, Roxanne, everybody involved. It was an epic show. And I hope we do this again soon. I don't know when, I don't know how. If it's back at Brewster Street, that's cool. If it's at the House of Rock, I'm in. If it's at Rich's Billiards, that'd be great too. Bottom line is, this show was about one person. But it was about more than one person. That's how I felt about it. And I think that's how other people felt about it as well. It was a hell of a show. I was glad to be a part of history. And I'm hoping that uh, we'll do this again. We'll all be there. And this time... I think it would be awesome for all of us to just have 
to sit back at a round table somewhere, just have a few beers and a shots and say, hey, this is to Shattered Sun. This is to Periwinkle Massacre. This is for Joe Morales. And it was fucking epic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have enjoyed this special presentation of the Main Event Talk podcast, the Night of Reunion that featured Shattered Sun and the Periwinkle Massacre and Zombie King and everybody else involved. Modern Day Renegades, holy shit, it was an epic show. And I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone involved, to the Tony Gomez show, to Matt Cantu, to everybody that was involved in that event. I hope we get a chance to see each other again real, real soon. And as I stated, I hope we get a chance to see Shattered Sun and the Periwinkle Massacre one more time. I don't care if it happens at Bruce's Street. I don't care if it happens at Concrete Street. I don't care if it happens at the, Ameri- at the American Bank Center. I don't give a shit if it happens at Rich's Billiards. 5815 Weber, not your average heroes of Barman Bars and Billiards Billiards. I'm just saying, okay? But holy fuck, it was good, you know? So, once again, big shout out to everyone involved, to the Tony Gomez Show, to Matt Contu, to everybody, to Roxanne, to... Omar 1, Omar 2, to Mike Anthony, to everybody involved. It was an epic show. I loved it. And and it's only appropriate that it comes out here on Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, I wanted to... Like I said before, I was having trouble trying to get episode 302 to come out. Hasn't happened yet. It'll probably happen on Monday, you know, because we're going to get back to the wrestling show and everything else like that. But there's a lot to talk about here. But I wanted to get this part out of the way. Because I know this was something that people wanted to know about. And I know this was something that that needed to happen. Big shout, big shout out to everybody. I know, um, big shout out to Jonathan Chappelle. Oh, by the way, there's one little, there's one little part to the story that I forgot to mention. Um, okay, so the show ended, right? Uh, Jonathan and his lovely wife, Michelle, took me home. Took me home. Got me there. I was ready. And then... Oh, shit. My phone is in his fucking car. <laughs> My phone was in his car, and I was like, oh, God damn it. And I was going to work on trying to, you know, see what I got and everything. So I was on my laptop computer. I was trying to contact everyone I could. I was trying to contact Jonathan Chappelle through his Facebook, but he wasn't on. I tried to get to Chrissy. I tried to get to John Luna. I tried to get to everybody. I thought, dude, somebody call Jonathan and tell him, give me my fucking phone. So I woke up the next morning door was knocking. There was Jonathan Chappelle. Hey, he's got my phone. Hey, check it out. It's Dave Chappelle. He's giving me my phone. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I, want, I just want to say thank you very much to Jonathan for bringing my phone back and everything. And hopefully we get a chance to hang out with each other real soon. You know, hang out with Hector or something like that. Go to Rich's. Go to Bruce's Street. Go to wherever. Whatever show happens and everything is going to be epic. You know? And it was it was a night to remember. I loved it. And a big shout out to everyone, not just the people I just mentioned, but everyone that was a part of that show over at Brewster Street. Big shout out to Brewster Street Ice House. Uh, I love being there. I want to go back and eat there sometime when I have the chance. You know, their food's pretty good, by the way. I've, I've ate there a couple of times before I know how it is. Uh, the shows were epic. I, I, like I said, I'd love to be there one day. I'm hoping I get a chance to. It was a night of reunions, if you will. It was epic. Love it.
So, as always, follow the main event on Twitter at Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry. Follow the main event on X at x.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player two. If you want a friend request the main event, like I always say, proceed at your own fucking risk. And this episode is sponsored by my good friends at Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The Barman Bars and the Billiards Among Billiards. Is all, this show is also sponsored by my good friend Tony Gomez of the Tony Gomez Show. You are the master of your own destiny and the whole nine yards. Also sponsored by Bruce Street Ice House. Get a chance to go over there and check out some of their live events. Check out their food. Check out their beer. You'll love everything about Bruce Street. There's also one that's... Uh, uh, I believe over in uh, Staples and Holly, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I've actually put some windows in that place, and I should know because I was there. But anyways, but head over to Brewster Street Southside and Brewster Street Ice House. You'll love the stuff over there. And also subscribe to the Main Event Talk podcast when you have an opportunity. Listen to all the latest episodes in the world of professional wrestling, and also check out some of the other episodes, special special events like this one that you just heard. And everything, it should be epic. And also, like I, I think I said this already, subscribe to the Tony Gomez show. And I believe also subscribe to uh, MattCon too as well. I forgot what his show's called, but I need to plug this in when I can. But big shout out to him. Subscribe to him. He's got, what, 2 million, 3 million followers on his uh, TikTok and everything. Subscribe to him when you can, guys. He's got some good stuff and everything else like that. And we're going to get back to the wrestling tomorrow. We're going to start off with... Um, episode 302 where we're not only going to talk about what took place at uh at the press conference there's also going to be a lot of stuff we're going to talk about as well including what are we going to see at wrestlemania uh we're going to talk about vengeance day that took place last week and we're also going to talk about a lot of other things that happened in wrestling more on the vince mcmahon scandal i know some people want to know about that we're going to get to that and everything else like that so, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Oh, and don't forget, if you want to check out the Super Bowl, head over to Rich's Billiards and check out the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I have no doubt, as you're listening to this episode right now, you're probably listening to it right before right before halftime. And I'll tell you this right now. I'm not watching a halftime show for shit. I don't care who's performing. Well, actually, who is performing? If it's green, I think I heard Green Day's playing. I don't know, but whoever. Let, let, let's put it like this. Next time, if there's a better halftime show, do me a favor. I need you to get Metallica. I need you to get Slayer. I need you to get Anthrax and Megadeth. Get the big four in one stage. That will be the best Super Bowl show, halftime show ever. Fuck Taylor Swift. <laughs> Never fun. But guys, yeah, go to, go to Richard's Billiards and check out... The San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs should be epic. Beer prices will be good. Food will be good, obviously. I'm going to be cooking some fajitas here later on. You know, just, uh, you know, get every day ready for the Super Bowl stuff. So, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Episode 302 is coming. Be ready for that. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of the Night of Reunion show.
Thank you to the Periwinkle Massacre. Thank you to Shattered Sun. Thank you to all the bands that were there. Thank all everyone that was involved. The Tony Gomez Show was there. Matt Cantu was there. Everybody. Thank you very much for being there. And I hope to see you guys again in the near future. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Thank you very much. We need to do it again sometime.